Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Rule the World, the ultimate power of storytelling. Storytelling is what connects us as humans, and for brands, it is no different. A well-told story can effectively position your brand in the minds and hearts of your audience and can convert thoughts and feelings into results and revenue. On this show, we dive into the unique and recurring principles of world-class storytellers from every walk of life to help you level up your storytelling skills and knowledge to drive real, measurable results for you and your organization. Here's your host, Paul Furlong. Hi there, and welcome to Rule the World, the art and power of storytelling. I'm your host, Paul Furlong, Creative Director at Opus Media. Today's guest is Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder and chief visionary officer of BNI Business Network International. Ivan is a storyteller. He's written 21 books and given thousands of talks across the world on business and referral networking, but he does so through storytelling. He's found it's the best way to relate to his audience. Ivan is a low-key individual and enjoys meeting and conversing with BNI members at conferences around the world as well as on social media. And he's proud that he's accessible to anyone who needs him. Ivan earned his PhD from the University of Southern California and in doing so made business networking into an academic field. He built the world's largest referral organisation that is now present in 67 countries with more than 200,000 members. He earned his black belt in martial arts, he's written 21 books and is the co-founder of the BNI Foundation. He's also a regular contributor to entrepreneur.com and has taught business networking in universities across the United States. The BNI Global Convention is the biggest thing on Ivan's plate right now. They're expecting around about 1,000 BNI directors and members from across the globe to meet in California in November to discuss innovation and strategy within BNI. Ivan is also working on a new health book, Cure Yourself Before You Kill Yourself, that he co-wrote with his wife, Beth, that focuses on the Meisner plan and how nutrition affects your health. If you'd like to find out more about Dr. Ivan, then you can have a look at entrepreneur.com where he has a monthly column. You can find him on Facebook, just search Ivan Meisner and Twitter, he is at Ivan Meisner. He's also got a blog at ivanmeisner.com that's updated twice a week with new material. So without further ado, 
please enjoy my conversation with Dr. Ivan Meisner. Well, hi, Ivan. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's great to be on. Appreciate the invitation. Thanks very much. Um, so can we start with you telling me a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Well, I am the founder of a little organization called BNI. Uh, BNI has 7,600 locations in uh, almost 70 countries around the world. Uh, last year, the organization passed 7.7 .7 million referrals uh, worldwide, and we generated uh, in U.S. dollars 9.3 billion U.S. dollars worth of business uh, for our members all around the world. Now, uh, Paul, just so you know, $9.3 billion dollars is the same as the gross domestic product for the country of Liechtenstein. Wow. Okay, it's a small country, I know, but still, I think it's pretty cool that we, we as a business organization could generate as much business as a small nation in the world. I'm looking for a bigger nation next year, but I still think it's pretty impressive. That's great. And what's your role within BNI now? I am now, obviously, the founder and uh, chief visionary officer uh, of the company. I um, have stepped down from the day-to-day -day management of the business, and, and my role is really to be the spokesperson uh, for the organization. I'm kind of now the, the Colonel Sanders of BNI. <laughs> Excellent. And you're also involved in what used to be called the Referral Institute and now Ascentive. That's correct. Yeah, I'm uh, one of the uh, co-founders and partner in Ascentive, which is a uh, coaching and consulting company uh, to help uh, help people build an amazing business and a spectacular life. Now, the basis for everything in Ascentive, or what used to be called the Referral Institute, is what's called the ECC. Now, yeah. for, for people who've not come across the ECC, could you explain a little bit about what that is and how it can be used? Yeah, and I talk about it in a book uh, I recently wrote called Avoiding the Networking Disconnect. Avoiding the Networking Disconnect. And uh, uh, I tell my ECC in there. So if, if your listeners um, you know, would like to, to go deeper on what an ECC is, uh, you can get that book at Amazon. Emotionally charged connection is, is really the reason that you do the things that you do in business and life. I mean, almost all of us, if, if we're doing what we're passionate about, if we, if we love what we're doing, there's a reason for that. Something has happened in our life, generally when we're very young, that has compelled us to go in a direction that we have gone. Uh, and, and when you get in touch with what that emotionally charged connection is, it really makes you better at what you do. And it makes it easier for you to communicate to others uh, who you are as a person. And believe it or not, if you want to get referrals from people, they have to feel connected to you. And when they feel connected to you and they feel this trust and relationship that's established, they're much more likely to refer you. So the ECC is uh, really important. And again, it's generally something that happened to you when you were very young that had you go in a certain direction. And it could be positive or it could be negative. It could be something negative that happened to you that you're like, I'm never going to let that happen again in my life, or it could be something positive and you want to replicate it. And so story is a huge part of the ECC. Yeah, it really is. The ECC is all about the story. It's all about, you know, you explaining, uh, you know, your story, your background and what led you to do what you do today. And would you mind sharing for a moment what, what your ECC is? Sure. It, you know, telling an ECC takes a few minutes, but yeah, I'll be yeah, happy to do that. Yeah, so I was uh, about 13 years old, just started high school in the United States, and 
The two previous years I had run for student council in in what we call in the U.S. junior high, and uh, I had run for student council, and I, I, I got a beating. I mean, I lost badly. I didn't just lose. I came in last. I mean, it was almost the laughing stock of, of the junior high, you know. And so when we got to high school, I thought, okay, been there, done that. I, I, I don't want to run for student council ever again. That was horrible. And, um, and so it was the first week of class. And we were in high school history. And the freshman class, of course, couldn't select their, their um, uh, student council representatives the year before, like all the other classes, because they were in different schools. So it was done the first year, the first week in freshman high school. And so I'll never forget, Mr. Romero stood up in this uh, high school class, and there were about 30 of us kids. And he said, okay, so we get to pick the student council representative for uh, this class, um, one of the freshman class uh, representatives, and um, is there anyone who's interested? Nobody raised their hand, and I, I definitely was not going to raise my hand. Is there anybody that would like to nominate someone? Nobody raised their hand. Finally, uh, one, of the, one of the cheerleaders, a real popular girl, <laughs> I'll never forget, she stood up and she said, oh, Mr. Romero, I'm just so busy. If, if I had more time, I would do it, but I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> and I remember Romero looking at her like, okay, thank you, Cynthia. I appreciate that. Um, you can be seated now. I get it that you can't do it. So look, if nobody wants to do it, I get to pick. Are you all okay with that? And the whole class was like, yeah, yeah, fine. You pick. We don't care. It doesn't matter to us. And so he looked around the room. And to this day, I don't really know why he stopped on me. But he stopped on me and he looked at me and he said, Ivan, I bet you'd really like to do this, wouldn't you? And I looked at him and I was like, wow, um, Mr. Romero, yeah, I, I, I kind of would like to do it. And he said, okay, Ivan is the student council representative. Paul, the entire class, in unison, as though they had rehearsed it and practiced it, all said, oh, no, not Ivan anyone but Ivan. Even Cynthia stood up and said, oh, Mr. Romero, if you're going to pick Ivan, then yes, I'll do it. I, I've got, I'll find the time. And I remember sitting there thinking, you guys, like, you see me here, right? <laughs> you know, these, it was such a, a raw moment for me, Paul. I mean, you got to, you think about it. I was a 13 year old boy. I didn't have a crystal ball to see where my life would take me to see that I would have founded a global organization with business all over the world, be a keynote speaker. You know, I, I didn't see any of that. I was, you know, I just wanted to hide under the rug because it was just so embarrassing and so raw. And Mr. Romero, God bless him, looked at the class and said, no, you, you knew the rules. If you, if you didn't pick, then uh, I was empowered to do so. I pick Ivan. He's the student council representative. So open up your books and turn to chapter one, page 10. And that was it. And I remember thinking that for some reason he gave me this opportunity and I was not going to let it go to waste. And I was all in. I did the best job that I possibly could do. And at the end of that year, that same class that said in unison, oh, no, not Ivan, voted almost unanimously to have me be the student council representative my sophomore year for the school. And many, many years later, when I was working with Don Lyons and, and Mike Macedonio and Eddie Esposito, my, my partners in Ascentive, 
and we were talking about ECC, I, I, I took it way back to that point, and I realized that every business I have been in, almost every single business I have started, has been reliving what Mr. Romero did for me. Let me explain. He couldn't make me successful. All he could do is give me the opportunity to achieve success. In BNI, I can't make anyone successful. I can't. I can't. They have to do the hard work necessary to achieve the, the amount of business and the referrals that they want. But BNI is a replication of that experience that happened to me. Ascentive is that replication of that experience that happened to me. I have lived out my professional life trying to, and I didn't really come to this realization until a number of years ago, trying to relive what Mr. Romero did for me, and that is to give other people an opportunity to be their best, to achieve success, to do the hard work necessary, but, but my role is to give them that opportunity, and that's my ECC. That's clearly a very powerful story, so thank you for sharing that with us. So what is it about that your ECC or ECC in general that has that effect on the listener? Well, I think, you know, a really uh, powerful, emotionally charged connection um, is exactly as it, 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 the, the word state. It's, it's, an, it's an emotional story that it connects with people on some level. Most people who hear that story can relate to being a young teenager and having their peers say something hateful or, you know, demeaning or, you know, we've all gone through that. This was a rather public experience for me with the entire class. I mean, you know, 29 of the 30 of us, you know, pretty much were in unison. And so I think, I think most people can relate to that experience in some way or another. We've all had that happen. And for me, it was a third party, the teacher who stepped in and, um, made a decision, you know, followed the rules, but made a decision, then stuck by that decision. And then throughout the year, you know, continued to coach me and support me and help me to be my best. And I think that kind of thing can resonate with people. And when people understand what your emotionally charged connection is, as you get to know them and, and talk to them, they feel, they feel more connected to you. They feel, you know, I'm, I've had people say to me, you know, gee, I just thought you were born into a rich family and, you know, all of this was just kind of handed to you and it wasn't, you know, I, I was actually, I grew up in a very, very uh, lower middle class blue collar environment and put myself through college. And, but I think much of that stems from my experience as a young man where I, where I got the drive necessary because someone gave me the opportunity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Perfect sense. So, is the emotional element of that always related to a certain empathy, somewhere where people can connect with a similar experience? When they can connect with some kind of similar experience in their mind, when they think, gosh, I've had something kind of similar to that happen to me, it, it makes that emotional connection. Um, sometimes, though, it's something so, I mean, Eddie Esposito's um, ECC is so powerful Um you know, that uh, and it, and it, it talks about, he talks about his father uh, passing away. It was a reasonably young man. And, and that ECC, not everybody's had that experience. But what happens is people say, oh, well, I can't imagine that. I mean, wow, you know, what would I do if I were in a situation like that? 
and and it gives you a lot of respect for um, the choices that people make after something really horrible happens. I mean, oftentimes the emotionally charged connection is something negative. You know, in mine, it was kind of negative. Well, it's definitely negative, but it also had a real positive spin to it where I had a teacher guide me and coach me. And I think that's important, you know, to look back on the people who helped you when you're in your younger years. We all have stories like this. We, we all have people in our story. We all tell stories about our lives and, and these people that helped make a difference. Sometimes negative, oftentimes positive. But I think one of the really important things is once you understand that ECC, then you got to ask yourself, you, you got to say to yourself, look, I know who's in my story. But here's the really, really big question to me is whose story am I in? That's an important one. Whose story am I in? Who am I helping? Who am I working with? Who am I supporting? Who someday uh, will say that I helped them, that I was there for them, that I supported them. So it's not just who's in your story. I think you need to look 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road and ask yourself, whose story are you in? Who, uh, how, who have you helped and how have you helped them so that you make a difference in their life someday and that they're talking about you in the same way that I have talked about Mr. Romero? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, so what's, what's the end result of sharing your ECC with a client or a, a referral partner potentially? Well, I think the, the end result is um, building a stronger bond or a stronger connection because when you build that stronger connection with people, um, they, they want to have, they want to help you. They want to be there for you. They want to support you. They, they, that, that relationship makes all the difference. I mean, I'll give you a, a simple example of what I'm talking about. When I started being I, one of the first things I did in the first few years was develop the, the, the gains exchange. And GAINS, you know, if you've been in incentive, you're, you're familiar with it. it NBNI, it's an acronym. It stands for Goals, Accomplishments, Interests, Networks, and Skills. And I had experienced, I had anecdotal experience where people who had overlapping areas of interest did more business with each other. I thought that was really interesting. So I wanted to structure that. So I created this GAINS exchange and started testing it. And I took it to a chapter where I said, look, that I would like to uh, have you guys fill this out and share it with each other. And that's why it's called an exchange. You know, what are your goals, accomplishments, interests, networks, and skills? And you share it with somebody else. And I remember doing this in a chapter and there were two guys who'd been in the chapter for almost a year. They'd never really done business with each other. And I partnered them up because of that. They liked each other enough, but they'd never, they didn't really know each other. And I'll never forget Paul. One of the two guys, when I gave him this exercise to do, he said, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I said, what? He said, I want to do this. He actually said to me, he said, this is, this is weenie. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, look, I get it that, you know, you, you don't quite see the point, but would you do me a favor and, and do it and share it with your, your partner here? And if at the end of it, you think it's weenie, put that in the, <laughs> put that in the review. Tell me that you, you know, so that I know that it's not a good idea, but we got to try it out. And he's like, fine, fine, I'll try it. So it's really funny. He's just halfway through the gains exchange with his partner and they both find out that they're both coaches for their son's soccer teams. What, what, what I believe in the UK you call football. Mm -hmm. They're both coaches for their son's football teams. Now, all of a sudden, 
these guys are talking about plays. They're talking about, you know, picking the, you know, the teams and putting different people in different positions. And, you know, they're, they're talking football speak. And um, they didn't even get through the rest of the exercise. They stopped at that point because they just made this connection. And then what happened over time was that they actually started sharing coaching ideas with each other. And then they went out and scouted for each other. So one guy would scout the other guy's uh, upcoming team and video <laughs> record it. And then he would go and do it and they'd share this stuff. Guess what happened after a couple of months? They started passing referrals to each other. Now they'd both been in this group for a year, never given each other business, hardly talked to each other. It wasn't until they found out that they were both coaches of their son's football teams that they made a personal connection. And when they made that personal connection, they cared about each other. When they cared about each other, they looked out for each other. When they looked out for each other, they found referrals for each other. And that's the power of an emotionally charged connection is it's about finding overlapping areas of interest and making emotional bonds with people so that they want to do business with you. In, in, a, in difficult economic times, a company will fire a vendor, but they're a little less likely to do that with a friend. They want to work things out with a friend, with somebody they care about. And that's why it's important. So th there's obviously a lot of planning gone into your ECC. It was very succinctly put. It, was, it kept the interest all the way through. So what's your process when you're planning a story that you're going to tell to influence or inspire somebody? Well, I think there are three or four rules to an effective story. The, the first, I, I, let me give you the four and then, and then kind of walk you through it. And you can find this, um, there's a great book called The Elements of Persuasion. And uh, they talk about these four elements in The Elements of Persuasion. So I'm going to give you all four and then I'll walk back and, and discuss them with you. The, uh, um, a, a great story has to be a fact. It has to be, you know, you're, you're, you're communicating a packet of information. It's a fact wrapped in an emotion that compels someone to take action that transforms them in some way. Those, those are the four key characteristics. So the first is it's a fact. There's, there's some kind of information that you want to get across to somebody. And certainly, you know, even when you're talking with an emotionally charged connection, the, the fact really is, the, is the, the experience that you've had. But when you're um, like in a BNI meeting and you're talking to somebody and you're giving a referral, the fact is maybe the experience that you've had with that person that uh, is doing the product or service. You know, you're trying to convey some kind of information to someone else. Um, and when it's wrapped in an emotion, that really makes it very personal. And it can be, um, I like, when, when I tell stories, usually it's, it's using humor. I like to use humor as part of my story uh, to draw people in. My emotionally charged connection tugs on the heartstrings a little bit, but, but uh, you know, some kind of emotion and that that emotion compels people to take action. So when I tell that gains exchange story, I have seen people who also thought the gains profile was kind of weenie. But when I tell them that story, they go, okay, okay, I can see where that might, that might have some truth. Let me try it. And by taking that action, it transforms them. There's a transformation that takes place. That with that information and trying that information and doing that, they have an experience that uh, enables them to be more successful. And that is what makes a great story a fact 
uh, wrapped in an emotion that compels us to take action that transforms us in some way. And is there, is there a certain kind of structure to that? So people talk about like three-act structure or five-act structure or seven-act structure. How do, you, how do you tend to approach that? Kiss. Okay. Keep it simple. Yeah. And you know the last word. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I try to keep it simple. Yeah, you can do it. You know, I think if I were, you know, writing something and, you know, I might take all of that into consideration. But for me, I, I think the simpler you can make it, um, the more powerful it is. And that's why I love this uh, very simple four-step process. It works. Don't try to make it too complicated. When people try to make it really complicated, it lengthens the story. And a longer story isn't necessarily a better story. And how do you make sure that the story that you're telling is pertinent to the person to which you're telling it? Well, you, you don't walk up to a person in an elevator and start telling them you're ECC. You know, you, you're, you've got to um, make sure that it, it's relevant to the, to the environment, that, that um, you know, maybe you would tell an ECC like this when you do a one-to-one with somebody. You maybe you do a an ECC when you're doing a you know a gains exchange with someone, or if you're uh, even if you're talking about doing business with the person, you know um, certainly when you have a client that you're just starting to work with, that kind of conversation can be powerful. Where you can say, hey, you know, here's the reason I do what I do, and and go on and, and explain it. I know one person, um, her ECC is, and she tried. She tried very hard not to work uh, her business strictly with women. Her, she really felt that she wanted to work with both men and women. But her ECC was all about her gender. It was all about stuff that happened to her emotionally. Uh, I mean, not, not horribly serious, but, but very emotional uh, as a woman. And so she kind of fought that. And it wasn't until she started embracing that ECC that her business took off. And by the way, the overwhelming majority of her clients are now women. And so when she learned to embrace that, and when she was having conversations with other women, she would share her ECC. And it made those other women feel so connected to her, they wanted to continue to talk and wanted to continue to do business. And so the ECC is a way of, it's a Geiger counter that finds like-minded people that can resonate with who you are as a person and that they want to do business with you. So it may not work with everybody, which is fine because those are the clients that you're probably not going to make that kind of connection with anyway. And within the BNI context, um, members obviously get an opportunity to stand up and deliver a weekly 60 second presentation, some groups 45. How does one put together a story that they can tell that's going to have an effect, uh, influence, inspire perhaps within such a short time frame? Yeah, I think, you know, each chapter is a little different depending on the size of the chapter, um, half a minute to a minute. It's almost impossible to tell your ECC in in a minute. I would recommend you do it on your on your feature presentation when, you know, every BNI member uh, has a chance to stand up and give a eight minute to 12 minute talk, depending on the size of the chapter. Uh, I would do the ECC during my uh, feature presentation. That way you've got a little time to flesh it out and, 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 you know, you want, you want the complete story so people really understand who you are. So I'd love to ask just a few rapid fire questions, if that's all right for you, Ivan. Okay. Uh, these are, these are kind of regular questions that I ask, um, to get a nice broad picture. 
Um, so when you think of the word story, who comes to mind? Um, Jack Canfield. Jack, Jack Canfield is a raconteur. Uh, he is a master storyteller. Uh, he's um, the co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. I've gotten to know Jack uh, over the years very well, and uh, he's a master storyteller. Is there anything that makes him his stories stand out particularly to you? He nails it on these four uh, strategies, and I don't know that he, you know, um, necessarily consciously follows the. I don't. I don't know if he's familiar with them, but boy, he nails it. He, he, he's all about teaching and educating and helping people. And he does it in a way that absolutely tugs on both humor and, um, you know, a serious emotional heartstring tug. Uh, everything he does is to get people to compel them to take action. And, and he's all about transformation. I mean, he started, he's the founder of the transformational leadership council. So, uh, he just hits it every, he hits, he hits it on every cylinder with those four characteristics. And are there any good books, websites, blogs that you've come across um, with story as kind of their main theme that you could recommend to us? Yeah, um, the elements of persuasion would be my number one uh, recommendation with, without a doubt. And um, there's a book that was done by Peter Guber, G-U-B-E-R, I'm trying to remember the name of the book, uh, Tell to Win. Uh, tell to win. I know Peter not well, uh, but I've met Peter. Um, he, he, I actually met him. He's the um, he's actually uh, the, one of the owners of the Golden State Warriors and um, um, chairman. I think he's still chairman of uh, Mandalay Entertainment. And I've had an opportunity to meet uh, Peter at his home in L.A., uh, where he did a, a, a storytelling symposium, and he invited people that. He thought were great storytellers, and um, and he invited me and uh, Mark Victor Hansen with Chicken Soup for the Soul, and um, um, uh, Warren Bennis, the great leadership trainer, and a number of other people. Sounds uh, sounds like a great evening. It was a, it was an amazing day, an amazing event. Yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Perfect event to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. So um, finally, Ivan, where can we find out more about you? Uh, where can we find you online? Etc. So I have a lot of content on my blog, IvanMeisner.com. It's uh, just a ton of free content there. Uh, blogs going back uh, nine years uh, of blogs there. Uh, IvanMeisner.com, and of course, anyone who's interested in BNI, BNI.com. And for Ascentive, the, the website is not uh, fully live yet, but you can go to ReferralInstitute.com. We are transitioning the name from Referral Institute to Ascentive. And are you on Facebook, Twitter, any of the social media? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can go to, um, um, on Facebook, it would be facebook.com slash founder, Or just do a search on Ivan Meisner. My public profile is, is full. Uh, my private profile is full, but you can connect with me on my public profile. There's no limit to the number of connections there. Brilliant. Well, Ivan, I'd like to thank you uh, for your time today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Um, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, Paul. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rule the World. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit weareopusmedia.com for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you develop your storytelling abilities. 
That's weareopusmedia.com. Thank you and see you next time. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.